Hello, good morning, good evening. Uh, back with CrossFit Games Athlete 2015. What other year? 2015. And what else? 2019 with the team. 2019 with the team, Joe Scali. We all know Joe Scali. I know Joe Scali. Um, thank you for doing this, man. Um, first and foremost, how's business with the pandemic? Like, how are you guys handling it? How's it been in terms of just adjusting, uh, dealing with the health authorities, people fucking calling on you and snitching <laughs> you out and all that? How's it been? You know, other than the, the snitching part, you know, it actually just recently happened. We had a, an officer come in yet two days ago saying, hey, just come and check in because you've been reported on through the snitch line. And mm-hmm. I said, okay. <laughs> and then he came in. Looks good. Everything looks good. All right. I'll see you later. And he left like that. Um, you know, that's just, I think, the most stressful part of it. And I think it's just like so much negativity and people not understanding the rules. And, you know, we're abiding by the rules and we're doing above and beyond and that's yeah. what kind of stresses me out as for business we're doing as best as we can and with what we have yeah. um, and you know the saddest part is not doing as much volumes as we used to because my goal as a trainer and it always has been is to reach as much lives as I can and change um, in that you know that day right so as a personal trainer um, when I was working with uh, Reggie downtown you saw him in the last episode <laughs> meet him uh, we did 12 hours a day. We, that means 12 clients, right? Yeah. So you only touch 12 clients a day. Um, where I did, when I got to CrossFit, if I taught, you know, uh, let's say 12 hours that day, I'm touching 200 plus yeah, people. Yeah, easy. So I can reach more people and, you know, affect their lives in a positive way. So that's the only thing I think that I'm struggling with is, you know, turning people away. And, you know, we don't, we're not doing any new memberships. Um, we're capped we're out no and, new. and we're talking about old members that want to come back in they're on wait lists because uh, there's not enough spots for our current members to go into the open gym slots etc um, and then and now too with the new the new rules about class settings which we you know we do totally I do totally understand but at the same time is like you know now we don't have control of the group it's more personalized, you know, individual things. They still follow a workout that we give them. Yeah. But it's, you know, when we have a class, we can really make sure, A, they do proper job cleaning or, you know, they're, they're spaced out correctly or, you know, and I think that having that class it actually makes it more of a safer environment. So yeah. we, we, we adjust as a staff here and I think we're doing a great job. Um, and I think I talked to you about this before, but we had like 50,000 check-ins since this all started yeah, yeah, yeah. and we haven't had one um, case. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, I don't think, I haven't heard any gyms that really have had a case, like yeah. CrossFit gyms anyway, like that specialize in CrossFit. Yeah. Um, in terms of clientele, like for us personally, I'd probably say easily 50% aren't coming in right yeah. now. Easily. Like what percent would you throw on for however many members you have, team training and personal training? Like what percentage have you lost? Um, or that just aren't yeah. coming in, whether they come back or not, like what's it at now? I would, I would just looking at the numbers from revenue, it's definitely down, you know, 50% because we would do four, six teams a day. Now we're doing, you'll see, like when you're still here, there'll be a couple teams coming in, but they're doing eight person, yeah. half a team, and then eight person, half a oh. team. So we're doing 90 minutes versus doing that one hour. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And then A, we can, we also, we have to not take another team. Plus, you know, there's lots of people that don't, feel secure or safe enough, whether they have someone at risk in their family or, you know, people with autoimmune diseases or conditions that they don't want to go to an atmosphere, which I totally understand. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, a big part and big part of our membership saying, Hey, 
uh, I want to wait till this all blows over before I, I come in because I do have someone at risk. Mm. Um, you know, you don't want that on your conscience. For right? sure, you for can sure. get it from. You know, I'm not saying like I said, fifty thousand check-ins. I'm not saying this place is perfect. Yeah, right. You I don't think anywhere is perfect. Like, no. no one's really doing it perfectly exactly. because like as time goes by, people start to relax a little yeah. more. Like when p- pandemic first started, as soon as I come in the house, I'm washing my yeah, hands, same. wiping my keys down, wiping the door handles. Now no one's really doing that. Yeah. Even though people are still like doing their due diligence, yeah. no one's like as strict as possible. So like no one's perfect, but but like fifty thousand check-ins yeah. and not to have one case, especially with like. The, like the number of members you guys have that's impressive man but you gotta look at this scenario too so if we took that those numbers and we just said it was just a population saying they're going to the same location all the time 50,000 people can be healthy unhealthy whatever right mm-hmm. you're gonna have a higher number on that why I think that is you know this is not backed by science this is just me randomly talking is that this is a healthy community a it's a healthy community and people have this thing called common sense if they are sick <laughs> Right? They know if they're sick, yeah. they're not going to put my business at risk and other individuals at risk because this is a tight community. You know your gym. We all know each other, right? You want to be that person, Jonathan, whatever. I, uh, sorry, I don't know. <laughs> Jonathan names. Uh, you know, you want to be that. A uh, Joe Scally. Who, you want to be uh, a Joe Scally that comes to the gym. Knowing you're sick, like, fuck, but I need this workout. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then, you know, and affect people. If you know you're kind of sick, you know, I've had people saying, I don't feel good. I'm going to wait this out for a bit. You know, they got tested, nothing came back. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Came back, but so. they're responsible enough to, like, yeah. do their due diligence. And I think the biggest thing in terms of, uh, like, the government and yeah. the health authorities, I think that they don't understand that. Yeah. They're thinking all gen- – they're putting everybody under the same bubble, and they're thinking about the Steve Nash, Trevor Lindens, Anytime Fitnesses, where it's, like, a bunch of randoms who don't really know each other just exactly. coming together and then leaving, as opposed to our businesses, yeah. where they're more communities, families, like – people that we know real well and they respect the fact that we're doing our best to keep yeah. our business open so they're never going to jeopardize that because they understand and the then, consequences. And it's not their fault. Like, like, you can't blame them. They don't know anything about CrossFit. Right? Yeah. They didn't even know what high intensity was. Yet. They didn't know the definition of it. <laughs> they still don't. They, they still literally don't. still don't. But it's not up to them, but I think it's up to us that own these businesses to educate the masses, right? Yeah. Um, you know, to, to understand we're BC we're gyms are still open this is pretty amazing mm. I'm so happy like when people hate on Bonnie Henry I'm like I don't you know what yeah it's not go to Alberta They're go to closed. Ontario Ontario <laughs> go to Manitoba yeah you can't get non-essential goods I'm right? telling you shit's wild over there so like what I mean like we actually have it a little bit uh, easier here in terms of our restrictions and I think they understand that fitness is a huge part of your health right I, if you shut down gyms we're taking that 5% of our population and we might create some people getting unhealthy yeah when you say oh you can't you can do workouts at home or you know you know you can't get unhealthy that fast man and you know how fast it turns right <laughs> you know how fast you can get healthy right right and you know but just as fast you can get sick too exactly. so like it's like a double-sided coin man uh, you know take those healthy people sit them at home make them smoke weed drink some nothing against <laughs> smoking weed but you know get them to drink alcohol get them into the state of depression like you know it's not good don't turn healthy people to thing i think they understand that that gyms is a crucial part of people's lives so um before i ask i'll say my piece i'll say my opinion um the question is from what the government has done so far what do you think is the biggest mistake they've done and like something that they should have kind of thought of first i'll go first i personally think that they should have treated businesses the same way they treat people where if I come to Joe Scally's gym, I'm a member at Semiamu, and I get a positive case, then Semiamu Athletic Club has to close for two weeks, and then people have to monitor their stuff, as opposed to a gym in Chilliwack or an old 
guys hockey team traveling and then yeah, now everyone can't play right you know what i'm saying and now everyone can't play so it's like imagine like one person getting covid and then they're just being like hey everyone's on lockdown because of these two three four people so that's the mistake i think they made they should have treated businesses more like people and did it that way what is your take on that but i think you nailed that 100 percent like you know, and I totally agree with that. You cannot paint everyone with the same brush, but it's easy for them to do that. It's they don't easy. have the manpower. They don't yeah. have the resources to do that. Um, you know, next time this happens again, which it will, this pandemic, they have, mm. they're, they're going to be more prepared and anything like that. But I think you nailed them in the head, like a dance place in Chilliwack. Um, screwed it for all the other dance studios. Mm. The one beside us does a great job. They're crazy good, right. and you know they might go bankrupt. We don't right. know that, right? Just because of someone else. On my opinion, what should the the health authorities do? I think it's, you know, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's like literally stupid. Sharon did a post this, uh, about a month ago and I, uh, you should look at Snatch and Samosas' post. We can do things to fix this right now. When people said, oh, it's too late, let's wait until the pandemic's over. Pa- pandemic's over, I said pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I do not think this is a pandemic. <laughs> I think this is a real shit. No, it is, time, it right? is, for sure. So, uh, but I think that, I think that, you know, we as a health, the government needs to actually enforce other things, not just wearing a mask, not just, um, you know, not just, you know, washing our hands, not just all you know, waiting for a vaccine. We had eight months, man. We had eight months to get healthy. You know how long it takes someone for uh, metabolic syndrome, which is, you know, it would take 20 days to kind of help fix that. Right. right? So start a positive trend. Um, Let's take my parents, for example. Love them to death. My mom's pre-diabetic. My dad's close to there. They're overweight. They need to get healthy. They're sitting at home, you know, waiting for this vaccine. You know what they did when I was talking to them? I'm like, you gotta start taking control of your health right That's now. I don't it. care if you go outside. That's it. You need, so what my mom's doing, she's cutting out sugar. You know what they did? They built a gym downstairs. Good. Because it takes less than 20 days to start reversing the whole process and start getting healthier. And I think the government needs to provide this, give, give more respect to the fitness industry in terms of helping these members achieve that. Not saying stay home. Yeah, stay home, but you gotta do this and this yeah. and this. They have no professional offense, 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 offense. right? 100%. And, and that's where I think the government's not doing a good job because, you know, we, you know, we still see, you know, this could, no offense, you're like, all oh, of the states and look at all the cases in the states. They don't One out of cl- eight people's healthy. And the population is not even close to same. Like, yeah. we can't even compare ourselves. So that's that, apples so. and oranges. And that's when people say that kind of stuff. You gotta, we gotta make Canada healthier again. Yeah. We, and how do we do that? People like, people can't afford to eat healthy. And I 100% agree with that. Yeah. How do you make people, how do you make food cheaper? No offense, we change all our greenhouses into weed places, man. <laughs> I, again, I know, I, like, nothing. <laughs> I was about to know. say, I love weed. <laughs> I love weed. But you know what I mean? Like, we need to bring the cost of healthier food down, like, you know, organic stuff. And how do we do that? So we got to tax the shit out of Coca-Cola, Pepsi, mm-hmm. you know, just like we did with cigarettes. Yeah. Like, you know, put a different tax on it. You know, like, put warning symbols on it. This freaking Coca-Cola may cause this, 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 and increase your chance of getting COVID. Like, imagine we did that. Yeah. A little scare taxes for people. I understand. I understand that, like, I don't blame the government because no, the government yeah. are humans just like you and me, yeah. and they're dealing with it just like we are. But... One, I totally agree with you. Like since it even started, since like February and we started and then the shutdown in March, they haven't talked about anything health wise, like how to eat better, how to prevent things by 
um, working out more, anything like that, they started talking about some reckless stuff like glory holes and like <laughs> not kissing your spouse and all this stuff. And I'm like, I, that's when I was like, I'm starting to lose respect for you guys because like you're literally just putting fear into people and then just starting to say nonsense. People so, have like, to patch a lot of fucking holes and walls. I'm telling you, <laughs> I don't even think it's holes and walls. I think it's like the actual bathroom doors and oh. like businesses. <laughs> you know, the stalls next to each other. Okay, enough about the pandemic, okay? Uh, yeah. I personally, this is a selfish question. I want to know what's Joe Scally doing in terms of his career. So, yes. uh, first, for people who don't know, uh, how did you get into CrossFit? Like a quick, like one minute, quick one. And then, um, what are you doing now that you quote unquote have retired? Like, is there a chance something might happen if someone gives you a phone call? If any of these friends you got, yeah. if Fakowski calls you and be like, hey, we should do a team of four, me, you, Emily, and. Tremblay or something like that. Like, are you down? Like, what's what's the state of CrossFit for you personally as a professional athlete? Started in 2012 after I played uh, a little bit of uh, professional hockey. Someone said, hey, do this thing called, uh, I was a little bit lost. I didn't know where I was going to go. I was doing the bodybuilding thing, hated it, kind of thing like that. Someone's like, hey, try CrossFit. I was like, this looks like the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> no thanks. Like, do one class, please. Did one class. Loved it. Was so addicted after that first class. I couldn't wash my hair for... Uh, uh, literally two weeks, my arms uh, straight up. I was like, Yo, this, <laughs> is, this is for his me. Head. <laughs> my hands were ripped, my knees were sore. I was like, so I couldn't walk, couldn't wash my hair. It was Barbara. It was like uh, the 20 pull-ups, uh, 30 uh, push-ups, 40 air squats, mm. 50 sit-ups. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Something like that. Um, is that hero walk five rounds? So I was absolutely destroyed. Uh, addicted to that, and then I, you know, someone told me about this whole CrossFit com- competition stuff. Like, sign me up. I needed that. I, you know, when you're an athlete, you need something that is like that's something missing out of you, right? And you know, for the rest of my life, I'll be like this. Mm. Um, and I did did it for 2012, 13, 14, and 15. Made the games, which is my goal. It's awesome. Blew my shoulder, had surgery, um, wanted to get back. Um, you know, and I'm getting older, so these young bucks are super fit. They're right? good, man. They're starting young. Oh, man. They're starting these young. Guys are athletes. It's just you see the same thing with MMA. Like they're starting so young now. They're starting MMA young. They're not starting karate or wrestling. It's MMA at a young age. So by the time they get to their late teens, early twenties, they're just animals. Animals. That's the just progression of sports in general, right? Um, New sports anyway. Like obviously football's been like that. You play as a kid, but these new sports like MMA and CrossFit, when you start young, it's like we don't have it. Like there's no chance. There's no chance. Um, so but, what, like, do you plan on ever yeah. maybe competing again or? Yeah. So last year, 2019, did the team, or two years ago, 2009, no, right now, last year, 2019, I did a team of Pro One Montreal. I had a freaking blast. Mm, it looked um, like it. It looked know, fun. And going to Brazil with them and winning and going to games and becoming top nine and going against the best. Like, you know, there were stacked teams, a lot of, lot of games competitors that went team that year. Um, so, you know, I think it was like out of all the teams, like, I think almost everyone was a games athlete or individual. Mm-hmm. When, you know, Dave Castle looked in the crowd, saw all the teams, because there's only like 12 of us, he looked in the, or like 15 of us, he looked in the stands like, all you guys are all been individual yeah. games athletes. Yeah. This That's is what's gonna go. But it makes sense though, because like once you can't maintain yeah. that kind of training anymore and the young bucks are coming up, but teams you still want to compete, let's do a team, yeah, man. You know, people say, you know, and people say like, uh, you know, Oh, it's just as hard. I'm like, man, it is a lot easier in the body. It's hard, yeah, yeah. but going individual is, so it's a much different pressure. beast, man. It's I can blame my teammates if we screwed up. You know? <laughs> but you would never do. Yeah, that. you know in the worm, in the worm. Like I could probably be doing like, hey, oh, it's his fault. You know, but I would never do that. But uh, <laughs> if if you know, now this year I'm a masters. Ooh. I don't know what's gonna happen this year. 
I mean, I'm obviously gonna push for it. Yeah, like, health wise, how are you health wise? Like yeah, shoulders good. good, everything's good. Yeah. No, no issues. No issues. Um, and I'm just having fun with it. I think that um, a couple times, you know, I stopped having fun, and that's when I felt like it was hockey, and that's why I quit. Yeah. Just, you know, I don't want to become like a thing that I have to do. It's something I want to do and yeah. enjoy the process. You know, not training six hours a day and burning myself out and stressing myself out. Am I going to make the games? Am I not going to make the games? And you know, I, th- I felt like I put a lot of pressure on myself because being an athlete, and then it starts to become fun, and then I stop wanting to do it and burning out. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it becomes so, work. Yeah. So I don't want it to become work. I want it to become something that I enjoy. Um, but you know, I do really enjoy competing. So I do have a chance to go compete as a masters. Mm. Um, and I, I think that's the next step. You know, it's gonna be tough. There's only top 10 in the world go to that. So like, you know, I'm not gonna put pressure on myself to make that, but I do want to compete and try to make that top 10. Um, whether it be this year, I don't know what's happening, you know, with the whole COVID or next year. Yeah. Um, and if there was a team knocking on the door, I had such a blast as a team. It had it have to be a great team, right? Not Fikowski, you got <laughs> garbage. <laughs> Just kidding, Fikowski. I trained at his gym not too long ago. <laughs> And he, uh, I beat him on the first round of this workout, and he just destroyed me. I was one round in, I was like, yeah, I got you. It was, uh, intervals. It was uh, uh, 10 um, chest bars, 10 thrusters, 9, 9, 8, yeah. 8, Ooh. and then rest, and rest uh, I think it was rest 1 to 1 or something. Yeah. And then do it again three more times. So it was, and the weight was 115 pounds or 135. Oh, It gross. was disgusting. That's nasty. So it's just like doing Fran over and over again. I beat him on the first <laughs> round, then I died. But I think like, I think as an athlete, I, th- I think, um, you know, the whole master situation, whether it's five for that, but always compete, compete with myself, try to get better. Um, I think you can do this for as long as you want, right? All right. That's awesome, man. Thank you for doing this, for sure. I appreciate it. I know we tried to get it done a couple times. Um, Final question. You have to be truthful. I know you're a competitor. Um, After you beat Fakowski in 2015 and he didn't make it and you did, and then now you see where he is, do you wish that was you? Be honest. Do you wish that was you? I wouldn't change. You know what? Like, I wouldn't change what I'm doing. Um, I think that, you know, I put a lot of time into my business. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying he doesn't put a long time in his business, yeah, but yeah. I'm saying, you know, having a gym has been, you know, there's ups and downs, right? And there's a lot of work. You know, when I made the CrossFit Games that year, I just opened my gym, right? And when, you know, going to regionals, I'm switching gyms, making gyms. I'm training athletes galore. Like, I, I'm, you know, I have so many hours in the day. Yeah. It's like, do I give this to, to that young hockey player that might make pro one day or to that, you know, one of my clients that needs to lose 50 pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do I say, hey, you know what? I'm not gonna train you. I'm gonna take that hour to get better to try to make the CrossFit Games. And I think I did the, the route to, you know, helping others and putting them ahead of me because yeah. A, it's gonna make more money than my pocket, not for gonna sure, lie. For sure, At the same time as too, I do, don't, you know, I had my fun. I, I you know, I went that thing and I, and I think I can touch more lives doing what I'm doing now. And, you know, I have, a lot of players getting scholarships, um, you know, helping them out go to different schools, my old school and stuff like that too. So it's just, that makes me really happy seeing yeah. people progress. Yeah. Um, you know, I had my chance, I had my fun and I would never, ever change it, right? And I think a lot of people don't know that you actually do a lot of the contract work too, like building out the washrooms and building out all this oh, stuff. Yeah. Like, especially in the first location oh, yeah. when my brother used to coach for you, right. you did a lot of that, hand, even the stuff in your house you're yeah. doing all yourself. So like, not just the actual running the business and clientele, but you're actually doing the physical yeah. construction part of it too, because you're so talented in that. 
Um, that's it's impressive, balance, man. man. It's a balance. You have to have a balance with everything. And I think if I went the other route and kept on pushing it and put everything aside, you know, I wouldn't. Ha- I wouldn't. You wouldn't be, be where you are. I wouldn't be able to. Yeah. yeah. The year I made the CrossFit Games, I, we didn't have that many like members. Yeah, it was yeah. easier to manage. You know, but now over 300 plus in games and personal training. Like, I remember when you took that picture of how many people came in that day. Yeah. I have that screenshotted on my phone. Not gonna lie. So I just look at them, just like that's one day, man. That's goals. You know, it's hard to juggle that. So I want to make sure that I have balance in all aspects of life. And it comes back to again, like I started not having fun as a games athlete, right? Or training so much. I want to make sure I'm just doing enough to have fun, stay competitive, um, and not burn myself out. Yeah. So last question. Um, you did. You had your career in CrossFit, whether it continues yeah. here, or there, and then you've also have what four years in business now? Oh, six? six, six years, six years in business. Doing like in the prime of your career, athletically, in the prime of business right now. Obviously, you can do business for the rest of your life, yeah. but right now, which one makes you happier? Which one brought you more joy? Which one did you wake up in the morning and you were more excited to do? Excited to train to try to get to the games or excited to continue building your businesses excited to train these young hockey players you know a lot of them personally you know their families which one makes you happier is it equal is it a little bit yeah. more athletically because you're so competitive a little bit more business because you care about your clientele yeah so i got the, i had this email two days ago and i'll show you this after our, mm. our, our, our podcast, podcast <laughs> it's your first podcast and, bro uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey you brought pop the cherry yeah, i did a couple <laughs> yeah, yeah. um but so I had this email from a client and he does not talk that much. He's very, you know, comes in, out, in, out. And he came to my gym, or this is pre-pandemic, um, and he's just like, I need to get healthy. Uh, and I start working out. And he's like, I don't know if this is for me. I'm like, man, trust me, just just, just come. We'll do your foundations, you know. Let's let's get you going, okay? I guarantee this is for you. This was his goals. I'm like, we're gonna help you get that. He's really timid about it. I'm like, just trust me. You know, and then now he sent me this email a couple months later. He's like, I've lost 36 pounds. Oof. I'm so much stronger. I'm, I, I'm so much more energetic, you know, and you literally, you know, when you get these emails saying like, you saved my life or you helped me ch- turn a page and I'm so grateful. That's what makes me feel so good at the end of the day, you know, hearing, hearing these things of people's lives changing, you know, this person, you know, how much more confidence it gets, how much more energy, you know, and I think that is so rewarding versus, you know, standing up on a podium, or uh, standing up on a podium. <laughs> you went. <laughs> no, I've never stood <laughs> up on a podium. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I think that's more important than me hitting a 365 clean and jerk, right? You know, that is way more rewarding. That 365 clean and jerk is like, everyone can do that, but can everyone, you know, have that positive impact on people's lives? And I think that's what drives me and my wife um, more than anything. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Thank you so much for doing this, brother. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, comment, review, subscribe. Uh, any last words, Joe? <gasps> Did I stop it? No. Any last words? Uh, no. Uh, where, where can they find you? What's your Instagram? Um, Scallyfit. Um, you can uh, find me on Scallyfit. Yeah, Scallyfit. There we go. Joe Scally. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much, uh, Mr. English. I, know I love this. I hope people... Um, you know, share some wisdom about getting healthy during this. It's not too late. That's it. You know, tell people that are on, you know around you in your life, saying, "Hey, don't wait for that vaccine." Yes, you know, it's you know, it's going to be good too. But 
That's a whole different. Oh, go offense. Offense. Right? Start getting help. Start eating right. If you don't know how to do that stuff, reach out to English. Reach out to me. Reach out to my wife. Reach out to people that you know in the fitness world. Hey, where do I get started? We can help guide you in that regards, right? Doesn't matter what you do. Doesn't matter if you're doing Zumba. Doesn't matter if you're doing whatever type of fitness. All fitness is good fitness. It's the, the stuff that you're not doing. That's the bad stuff. So take that offense, right? That's right. Thank you, guys. Hope you enjoyed. Have a great week.